You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizcho Daraisa, a special tuba of, yeah, it's a tuba of flavored Rizcho Daraisa. I'm not sure what we're going to call it. We'll call it, um, you know, um, who knows? Um, Shevet Binyamin Savior special tuba of version of Rizcho Daraisa. You know, we'll come up with some sort of Ben and Jerry like a way to describe this episode and disseminate it, yeah, right? Maybe we'll be able to get it, Rabbi Yosef. I know you're you're actually in Eretz Yisrael right now. Yeah, could you yeah. could you could you see yourself? Um, uh, I can see the the I'm in the uh, I'm in the area of Binyamin. Ah, that's right. I was in the the I can see the girls dancing outside the window. Yes, yes, it's the um, although. Technically, it wasn't the Binyamin girls. This never take place in Matidiel, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't the Binyamin girls. If you look at the Gemara and Tainus, it was actually know, it was actually the girls seemed to have been slaughtered by the assault, and there weren't. I mean, you wrote a safer on Safer Shoifdim. Well, I the mean, girls, the girls pursued the boys. Shomach, you know. Right, but but the point was there didn't seem to be enough Binyamin girls. There was a modicum of Binyamin boys, and then some girls from other Shvatim seemed to have. Uh, uh, done right. the dance, Long but probably years. you're probably somewhere yeah. in in the Binyamin area. Um, and speaking about Binyamin, you know, there's also, of course, Ben Cohen, the founder of Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> right? Ben Cohen. I don't know if he's a you know he's a Cohen Mustama, and but Mustama, I don't know if he's called Binyamin Cohen. Who knows? But as you've brought up to me <clears throat> in your sojourn in Eretz Yisrael, it seems to be a very hot issue, melting all the. Uh, Melting all that luscious ice cream. I mean, it's so hot. Uh, you know, probably some of it is melted because they weren't able to get it into the um, what they call the occupied territories. So this is a real, uh, you know, this is a real, um, you know, a, a, a chocolate sundae meltdown, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> so I think what's going on, if no one knows, is that um, the Ben and Jerry's, uh, which is really owned by some big English conglomerate. Funny how the English come out. Uh, the English conglomerate uh, come in and they say that um, they will no longer sell a Ben and Jerry's ice cream and anything that they consider uh, occupied Israeli territory. So this goes back to uh, uh, 1967. Anything which is, I guess, over the what is it over the green line, right? Anything that's over yeah. the anything that's over the line that not the pre nineteen sixty seven territories, they will not sell ice cream there. I guess some of the Arabs are going to miss out too. Although I'm not sure if they love the heavily, uh, you know. Sweet. Well, actually, the um, first of all, it's not uh, the British conglomerate Unilever actually mitigated the Roag Zera because Ben and Jerry's has its own independent board. The board of Jer- Ben and Jerry's wanted to boycott Israel altogether. Is so, that so? And and and, and yeah. Greenfield and Cohen are part of that board. Evidently, yeah. And uh, that's so bitter. I mean, that's bitter. I mean, you have these two. Uh, up until this point, I mean, you know, I read a little bit up of their story, but I knew their story. I mean, Ben and Jerry's was the was the ultimate. Jewish kid success story. You had these two, you know, Long Island, they probably not far from where you, uh, uh, you know, uh, sowed your wild oats. Uh, they, uh, 
uh, create, you know, they went out to Vermont, became very liberal and, and were totally Lyutzlachs. And they took this $5 course in making ice cream. Um, I think Ben had a problem or Jerry that they couldn't smell properly and that they had to put chunks into the ice cream. And then they decided to make the ice cream, give it a shtickle personality. And, um, and they were off to the races. And, and you remember, I mean, I don't know, you were probably at a young age, right? I don't know. Right. Yeah. But uh that you are. But but we in Yeshiva, um, well, actually it was probably post my chasna, but we were still sneaking that Ben and Jerry stuff out. And uh and it was always cool. I mean, there was cherry Garcia and all the uh uh you know, geschmack flavors, and it was like the tip of, it was like a startup. Before there was the I principle of startup, Ben and Jerry's was a great Jewish story. You had these two Jewish guys go up to Vermont, create this company. It becomes wildly successful. And then they give money away, right? I mean, there was there was another Yid who was doing that, Paul Newman. Remember Paul Newman? Newman's own uh, salad Not dressing? Jewish. What? Not Jewish. Not Jewish. Paul People Newman. think he was Jewish. He wasn't Jewish. Paul Newman's dad is Jewish, okay? So Maybe his dad, okay. His dad, he, 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 Paul Newman identified as a Yid. I remember when Paul Newman came to Ner Yisrael. Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward came to Ner Yisrael, all right? They were the biggest stars that came. What are they doing in Ner Yisrael? Because he had some mishpocha there on Yeshiva Lane. So he came over there to... Uh, and, and, really? It, yes, yes, yes. So Paul Newman, and you have to know, I'm not sure his mother might have been Jewish. His dad was a very bevusta Jew in Cleveland. I think he had a uh, famous clothing store. But there's no question about it. You know, Paul Newman lived with, with what we call the Jewish ethic. He said, uh, and again, he was the most popular, handsome, dashing fellow. And he said that he wanted to leave the world better than when he got here. He says that should be his tachlis. How many Hollywood icons say that? And he said, therefore, yeah, okay, I don't have to make money. That has that doesn't have to be the tachlis. 10% of the profits are going to go to various chesed, projects, whatever they were. Um, and Ben and Jerry's followed suit and was giving money away and was supporting a bunch of projects. But I guess it's 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 a, a terrible, I don't know if it's terrible, but it's a, a difficult commentary when we see Jewish kids like that who probably had some sort of Israel aspect in their life um, become so anti um, the state of er- the state of Israel and what Israel's been doing since '67, and I guess do you think I guess at Ben and Jerry who are probably well, still I, listen. I think this this is this is the um, son of the same yesterday. Uh, my brother-in-law was saying that uh, name. I think of Dr. David Lukens that as the Jews get further away from the Holocaust and from the Six Day War, which are the two major uh, points of identification. And we have Bayakam Dorcha Dasha Yodasi Yosef. So uh, the, the, the liberal Jews will be uh, far more apathetic about Israel. And many of them, as we see, will accept Palestinian propaganda. That's the reality. Yeah. And, and I do know that Ben and Jerry, you know, along with another Jewish exile from the New York metropolitan area who went up to Vermont. I mean, Bernie was, uh, you know, they were big, they were big friends with Bernie. So with Bernie Sanders. So yeah, I, I, Bernie, I, Bernie is the Israel. Yeah, right. And I, I think Ben, uh, they, they developed. You know, even though I'm a left, even though I'm a lefty, I would have voted for Bernie Sanders. I couldn't because he's the Israel. 
that's where Bechafer draws the line. I, I guess really, I, I think both of us, though, um, you know, knowing knowing your mentality, and I think you knowing mine, that okay, it's a sad commentary that uh, if they agreed with what Unilever said. And I guess they've been quiet about this. These two uh, Jewish. No, I, mean, actually, I assume that they're on the board, but uh, of their own board, of their own company. Okay. I'm sure somebody would. Do... I'm somebody. So they didn't say anything. Right, you're right. They could have. We said we disagree with what what was right. going on. They could yeah. have said that, and they did not. So obviously, yeah. they were Moscow. I mean, it's a sad commentary that that the people. But I wouldn't call them self-hating Jews, like you say. You know, even someone like yourself, I think, resists a lot of the. You know, the, the liberal left woke um, anti-Israel, anti-imperialistic you know, type of thing. You know, I, you know whether you have uh, been successful or not, we've talked about that, and whether it's infiltrated even into your mind. But take Ben and Jerry. OK, good. So why the, the, the Havamina that 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 Chofke, uh should lift the Heksher. I think is it's it's ludicrous, isn't it? It's ludicrous to say, okay, they are they are not supporting Eretz Yisrael. So how could a a, a hashgacha company call the product kosher? Um, it, it, you know, it seems weird, weird, strange, and a, a, a misunderstanding of what hashgacha is, right? Um, so I, I think we probably have to distinguish here. Between the what is it called tzedek? What was it called again? That the um, Uri Kash- Uri what? Uri or something? So I think about you know. So, so that was one area that our, our good friends at Chovave um, brought up. Shmuel uh, Yankelitz and others. Um, the idea that a I didn't know it was your good. I know it's your good friend. Our good friends. I said our good friends. At He's Chovave. not my good friend. He banned me from his uh, Facebook group. I see. All right. Look, if you're going to start counting everybody that bans you and worry about, I that. was banned as an intolerant firebrand from the uh, Torah Chaim Facebook group, which is the Facebook of these broad-minded liberal Orthodox rabbis. Okay. And you think that I'm a liberal? Look, I guess it all depends. From from, I'm I'm just look. I don't even want to get no, into I just that. Made the point. Just made the point that this, uh, you know, the, okay. Never mind. You're, yeah. Look. You know, it's to, it's to to wallow in your history is really, I don't think, good podcasting because it only gets me so far. Um, not because you are able to parry and thrust and fight me on it. It just, I think our, I think our listeners, our legion of listeners, are not that really interested in your evolution. And I've, as much as I find it, I think they're fascinated by your evolution, how you become friendly with the liberals. I have become friendly with the liberals. Yeah. <laughs> you just told us Shmuelian Kellowitz is your good friend. I didn't say I, I. I meant our good friend in sense of look. You know that I have good friends in Chovave. You know that. You know Yisosker. Yes, yes. You know Yisosker yes. is a good friend of mine. And yes. um, and I'm not going to do... deep down the real Rabbi side, the listeners of this program. <laughs> deep down, the, the real liberal on this program is Rabbi Kivalevich, not me. He just tries to. Uh, deflected onto me. But if you look at all the people he interviews and all the people he podcasts, it's not me. You know why? Because, look, I would say that I am able to interview, be connected to, uh, promote in some way, but without necessarily agreeing with every single thing they say. And therefore, I think that that is uh, a mila of being able to be like Rev Mayer, 
to be oichel uh, the the peiri and to be zayrik the klipa. And I don't put the I I do not put the klipas onto uh, this platform. So I think that. That's my job, but I love the payros that all of them provide. Whether it's, um, yeah, I think the difference in me and you is is that you also eat the payros, but you're just embarrassed to open up about the, all, all those people, which I will actually uh, embrace them and and give them, if not necessarily a voice, but I'm not going to condemn them. But but let's talk about this thing. I, I think, think we, I'm just not, I think I'm just not as concerned about ratings as you are. I'm, you're not concerned. Okay, look, I don't want to tell stories out of uh, you know out of class, but <laughs> you, okay, anyway, you're, you back. are definitely somebody who has um, has a carefully ta- you have worked you've tried to carefully tailor uh, what you present yourself as. I think a lot more than I do. But anyway, exactly. here's the po- yeah, here, here's the point. The point is is that let's talk about uh, Shmuel Yankowitz and his uh, his movement and the people behind it. Okay, don't give Ashkocha at a place that they are mistreating animals, a place where the chickens are fed to the point that they look like giant uh, ogres with 20 heads and uh, huge bodies. And it's Tsar Balechayim, I think, according to Koladeus, even with all the chuvas about uh, uh, of how they used to feed the birds and stuff it down their mouth, uh, it, it pales in comparison to some of these chicken farms. Okay. Also, if we talk about the shechita, again, and this gets into some of the history that you're very familiar with, you know, the you know, the, the campaign against shechita. But some of the uh, things that happen in the shlachtoises and the way the animals are, uh, you know, are slaughtered and things that happen. So Uri, whatever it was, uh, again, we're going to mispronounce it, but the, the movement was do not put a hashgocha on such a shlachtois, on such a place, because what happens underneath there is against halacha, or definitely against the spirit of halacha. It doesn't mean the food's not kosher. It doesn't mean that the food that people will be eating is treif. However, the kashras organizations have a responsibility, because once they put that seal on, it's almost like a green light for people to be engaged and involved there. Here's another example. Uh, various um, restaurants that have, um, you know, um, uh, hu- big screen televisions that screen all sorts of inappropriate uh, things to view. Uh, the type of, you know, uh, you know, all sorts of HBO and other type of stuff that goes on. And you can go into that restaurant and see it while you're sitting there and watching while you're eating your meal, that there's pressure on the kashras organizations to say, don't give these people hashkocha. Because if you give these people hashkocha, you are, in a sense, being Messiah de Averia bringing people to places where halachically they probably shouldn't be, places that have mixed dancing and other things like that. So let's talk about those two. Um, the first and the second. The first about the 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 uh, treatment of animals, and the second uh, things that are going on in the restaurant. Okay, so Rabbi Yosef, Sarat Leira, Ba'atzmoi, Kedusha Seretz Yisrael. Behind you, go ahead. What would you say about the first case? I think there's an image between. I would think the first case being Uri Latzedek. Yeah, first case is the uh, the processing of the food is considered halachically questionable. The second, but though the the ingredients are 100% fine. The second case is 
the product. I'm gonna have to ask Okay, so do you do, okay in both of these cases. The first case to, re, to reiterate, the first case, the yeah. product is fine. The way the product is created has some halachic issues. Should the Hashkocha company... Which, it, go ahead. No, no, you're not phrasing this correctly. What you mean to say is the, the Yoradea is fine. The question about the Cheshen, perhaps the Cheshen Mishpat, that's the issue. In other words... I don't Cheshen know where, I don't know where you'd the, put uh, Sar Balichaim. It might be in Yoradea as well. I'm not sure, but well, you know I what I mean. Yeah, but, I'm, yeah, but I want to understand. So it's a separate... It, the point is it's a the Kashrut issue. It's not a lot of the question from Kashrut's perspective. That's right. That's what I. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's a point. It's interesting question, and I think that uh, it's a highly subjective one because uh, obviously, you know, the common practice in the general poultry industry is not is not not any more humane than it is in the kosher industry, and kosher kosher customers pay a premium as is and uh, make the, the to price chicken and meat out of the cost, uh, out of the capacity of a regular person because you uh, put tremendous restrictions on the way in which the product is produced. It's not, uh, it's a nice thing, certainly nice, but it's not feasible for the uh, entire Jewish society and for the entire industry. You have to have, uh, you can make an elite premium hechsher, call it, for the people who want to be, so to speak, socially just or uh, protect the rights of animal, but it cannot be Yeah, so you would uh, actually agree in a way, although you're not so crazy about the Chove people, uh, you would agree that there should be perhaps a little indicator of of a premium hechsher uh, in a way, although it has nothing to do with the kashras. It has to do with what we know about the procedure and say maybe, yeah, maybe we should encourage, uh, like what is it called, you know, um, uh, cows that are uh, grass-fed, a similar type of thing, right? That, and, and, and we should put a little bit of halachic muscle behind it, right? You seem to agree to that. Yeah, but it's as, a, as an option, not, not as a mandatory. It's, uh, 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 again, you know, there's this, uh, for, there's this, uh, the people uh, called Grow and Behold, I think the name is a company which produces uh, meat and chicken, all these things, with all the durim of uh, uh, appropriate procedures, ashram and toy lamb, but their, their meat is priced way out of the, uh, of the uh, reach of a normal, you know, middle class or lower middle class uh, a consumer. So we can't, I, I don't, what are you supposed to do about I, that? But I think they've been, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is one of the interesting um, interconnections between the Orthodox and maybe even you would call them ultra-Orthodox uh, um, who we call regular Jews, and the Amish, right? I think they're going out to the Amish farms and they're bringing in dairy products and egg products that the Amish farmers are uh, cultivating. And the Amish farmers, although my daughter says she's not happy with the way the Amish raise dogs and other animals and have their puppy mills, she, clearly the way they treat most of their behemoths and chayas is probably better than they are in the in, industrial way. So, 
but but here they, they just say we've got this product for you and that's advertising that's those are the people who bought ben, ben and jerry's instead of buying i don't know briars or whatever it was dairy queen because they were going to pay an extra price because they liked ben and jerry's politic so <laughs> but i don't know if i i disagree with you about you know, putting some halachic muscle behind it. Look, if they're, if they're, one, if that, well, comes... yeah, it's not halachic muscle. It's always going to be, a, the halacha is, is going to be clear that the halacha is that you can eat any meat which has an OU or a cup right. or vovel or rub, whoever it is. But um, you can't have, but if you, if you want to be mafid on, uh, on practices which go above the industry norm, not saying they should not, the, the industry norm is, certainly should be the norm that. Have the kosher uh, food producers maintain certainly no less, but if you want to go above that norm, which company the company the kosher community already the consumer already disadvantaged, you know, can maybe perhaps at least afford the meat. You know, right, but I don't. But, which, okay, okay, but either mitzvah maybe. No, I don't. I, but, but I disagree with you. I think that, and, and it's a subtle disagreement, but it's an important one. And I know it's not your forte to necessarily pick up on my subtleties. But here's the point: let the company say and and, and splash their advertisement. We are into notes are balichaim. But the hashgacha company shouldn't. There shouldn't even be an inion of adding their little star of approval. Look, we are not the arbiters on this I- issue. You're right, whether we call it Yeridea or an ask a sniff of Haitian Mishpat. That's another thing that we're going to have to deal with, maybe talking to these companies and seeing if we can make changes. But the Ashkocha company should not put any, any Haisafa thumbs up, we're happy with this. That's not their job because that's a slippery slope. If the Ashkocha company, even if it's about this is plus and this we give you a pat on the back, that's as if that's away, that's away, that's away. telling that's as if you're giving them power no, to indicate. Yeah, of course you're right. Uh, Uyla Tzedek is nobody's going to trust Uyla Tzedek as the basic Ashkoch on a product. Not nobody's the basic, but even even they're, they're, they are niche. They're they're a boutique type of hechsher. They're like a. It's not vegan. even. Shouldn't even be called a hechsher at all. The point is, is that it's uh, not well, even it's their yacht. <laughs> okay, it's uh, if you look. This we live in a capitalist society. Yeah, maybe you're right. In other words, you're saying that if Shmuelian Kellowitz can convince companies that uh, they will have, they'll be able to sell more meat this way, then they'll do it, regardless of the fact that uh, it's uh, uh, you know uh, um, it's not a true hexer. They're not the companies are going to do whatever makes them more money. Until now, they probably it seems that most companies have decided that Ulitzetik will be Megarea from their products, because otherwise they would be running in droves to do it. Well, because it's obvious. Have you ever seen something with a production of oil and sun? I never have. I'm sure that uh, our listeners who are very uh, internet capable can find plenty of products that have whatever their whatever their hashkocha is. But let's talk about the other case that I mentioned to you, the restaurant where, you know, Pritzus, uh, Averis are going on there. Um, should the hashkocha company say we're not giving a hechsher on it? And I would say even if it's not, you know, even what's even the cruise lines, right? <laughs> one could one could say, you know, we have these cruises that that are you know, multi multi even now the covid is i guess a little bit in the back uh, uh back mirror the cruise lines are once again trying to push the great event of going and and, and many of them are under hashgacha but we know what goes on on the cruise line right and so it's not as wild as you know um 
you know, uh, uh, disco dancing uh, with scantily clad. But there's still plenty of, you know, Dvarim Asurim that are going on uh, on the boat. And here we are totally kosher. Do you think over there they're, they're, they should not be giving these ashkochas to this? I, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that the, the mainstream, main, mainline cashless organizations do give cashier among foods. I think it's only the shady ones, no? And give ashkochas on these on these uh, cruise. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the restaurant that we're going to lift ashkocha from you unless you take out the big screen TV, which happened in Chicago, by the way. The um, you know the it happened in New York. It happened in Muncie too. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Do you think that's the purview of ashkocha? So again, you know, uh, everything is everything. Nothing. This field has real standards. Everything is just reputation. If you have a chassidish ashkocha, they can't. They will not be able to. Uh, which has happened in Muncie. There was a grill, which they were showing sporting events, ESPN on their monitors. So um, you won't be able to uh, um, maintain your reputation if you give Ashkoch to such a place. What are you going to do? And I, I guess, you know, you're not going to uh, But But, but, but it's a misunderstanding. Oh, look at that. Look at But it's a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, oh. It, 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 it might be misinterpretation by Locha, but you live, you have, you, we live in a capitalist society where there are no standards. So therefore, I mean, everything is just uh, just whatever's good for business. So if I go organizations, it's not good for business for most of them to be in that situation. I, you know, in energy soil, it's a different situation. We still now, now they're changing the law where the, everything, you know, was um, the norm. And the chief rabbinate of every city was responsible for Ashgachan and city. And they had even Mutzav Shiachlu Yisrael Basit Musa Shkutos, Mashayachlu Yisrael Basit Musa Snevelos. And they probably would have to give Ashgacha, you know, except in extreme cases of misbehavior. But in America, everything is reputation. So usually, if you're going to give Ashgacha on such a venue, you're going to destroy your uh, reputation. And yeah. some of them make sense, well, you know, like scantily clad people dancing, and some of them might not make sense, like, uh, you know, ESPN, for the people going there who are going to watch it at home anyway. But... Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I guess I, I agree with you, but I think I would put it in a little more of a uh, solid uh, presentation. What I would say is like this, that where the Hashgacha is what's going to bring people into that restaurant and in a way, then the mashkikim have to say, are we being Messiah David um, Avedo? And for example, because uh, not every place needs a hashkocha. I, did a, a, I had a conversation about this about 20 years ago with my good friend, Kalman Warch. We argued about this, about a, a heksher on the Vegas Strip. We know the Vegas Strip uh, is 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 of America, right? As bad as America is, uh, Vegas is where you know all the uh, the dirty little secrets of the of and their open dirty little open secrets of the society uh, rear its head. So there's a, a place decides to open up a pizza shop, whatever it is, a falafel stand, and they want to be able to help serve the Vegas Strip. To me, that's an example of. Because we gave the hashkocha there, there's going to be people going to Vegas and going to those casinos and saying, yeah, and then I can go to the falafel stand down the block. There, I think the, the hashkocha company can say, look, what you, what you have is kosher, but we aren't going to give hashkocha. We don't have to. You want, <laughs> you, we are a business as well. 
and you pay us for that. So I think where the hashgacha is the goreim for not just eating in the restaurant, but going to that place, going to that mokum, I think it's it's different than where the restaurant is there and the restaurant decides that they are going to show sporting events. I agree with you when, when the restaurant itself is full of Dvara Masurim. So well, how is this different than Uri Witzedek? I think the difference is, is that it has nothing to do with the food, right? It has to do with the fact that the place, that a restaurant, I think, I think that's where we have to say the chiluk. A factory is not a place that we're bringing people in to be marshal them, whereas a restaurant is a place where it's obviously, and you know this as well as I do, when your wife says, let's go out to eat, it's not about the quality of the food, it's about the event and the experience, and the is what seals the deal. When that experience is something that the, the people who run the Hashgacha companies and the Rabbanim and Paiskim were involved say is something which is a Dover Osir, then being connected to it is really being Messiah. So I think there, that's where I would say the Chilak idea. I think the Chilak yeah. is, is glot. Um, right. In terms of... I like it, I like it one second back to Ben and Jerry's. Yes. Is, uh, also, and the Sinovelli restaurant as well. I, even, I agree with you regardless, but um, I think that uh, boycotts are a legitimate uh, form of protest. In other words, even though the Kof K uh, gives a shkocha, I'm better Jerry says, I don't think neither of us think they should withdraw the uh, the hashkocha, uh, uh, but certainly that doesn't preclude people from boycotting the product. Of course. Yeah, which is the way that's supply and demand. But it's, 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 yeah. it's actually, it's, it's actually, uh, uh, it's a little, I know it's mind boggling, but it really shows where our society is that there was a call from Chavke to Chavke to lift Ashkocha. Because Lachora, this doesn't bend, that doesn't fit anywhere. The fact that the company and the Balabatim are people you don't like, you don't like their sheet and their Yisrael, look, um, to refuse giving the Hashkocha sends a message that Hashkochas are just a way to play politics and. Um, it, it sullies the the integrity of the mashkichim. Uh, to, uh, to use a modern term, I think that all the people call, I don't know who called for a cupcake, they take out that shkach, I think probably columnists in the Jewish press, but uh, the uh, I think that this is virtue signaling. Yeah, yes, virtue signaling is definitely, uh, uh, these calls are, are done all over the place, and I think here uh, it's probably, you know, Look, uh, we all vote with our feet. And as you say, uh, I would say for both of us uh, in our state of age and you know, body shape and stuff, okay, less ice cream, you know what I'm saying? It's, that maybe there's going to be, you know, you know, some, you know so there's going to be less sugar in your system, less there's this geschmack. I think that uh, it seems as a way, as I said, it's a, it seems to be making a, a much too much from this this point. Uh, you know, again, like you say, the tragedy is more that 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 this company, run by Jews, owned by Jews for so many years, uh, has seen Eretz Yisrael as anti-ethical. I think and Medina, I think that's really more of what to contemplate here. And, you know, can that change? Uh, I mean, look, you're in Eretz Yisrael now. Um, you know, uh, tell me, are, you know, are you hearing 
any sort of voices as if Eretz Yisrael uh, is, is suffering in terms of its Hasbara, in terms of the way it's uh, the way it's being. It but I'm sorry, you hearing that in Eretz Yisrael. Normally, when I go to Eretz Yisrael, they say, ah, I don't care what anybody says. You know, they they they're very they have a tough guy attitude. We don't need anybody. You want to take your money away? You want to take all your 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 American aid away? No, I don't think anybody says that. That's fine. Yeah, I agree that. Well, Rabbi Yosef, you've been frozen out, and the our our internet connection over the thousands of miles is clearly, in a way, been uh, compromised. But I'll end off today. As much as we've been talking about products and ashkochas and kashras, how could I not mention? Uh, although I'm not at the plant now, how could I mention not uh, the great kashras organizations that are behind um, A and H products, which are again. <laughs> producers of the most succulent sausages, the most mouthwatering pastrami plates, um, all sorts of incredible kosher provisions. And there's obviously, you know, we we are spread in some of the most uh, important uh, retail outlets um, that you can find uh, these products everywhere. And no issues at all. I can tell you, of course, you know, there might be some questions about how the animals are treated, but, you know, it's, it's definitely pr- providing a product at a great price, a premium product at a price that's affordable. Tachlis Akashis, Tachlis Um Probably won't be able to have them with, uh, with Ben and Jerry's, but, you know, it's possible that you might be able to enjoy your Ben and Jerry's um, and then savor a little bit later the incredible tastes of the A&H product. We'll catch you, Mir Tzashem, everybody, hopefully next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 